You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Hi Church, glad to have you again with us. Not only Shalom Baptist Chapel from here in Singapore, but uh, everywhere, wherever you are from, different parts of the world, joining us today on this Good Friday. Welcome. And uh, as you read the news, I am sure you are aware that the latest update we have is 287 uh, people who have been infected by COVID-19. It's the highest for now, and it's saddening to see all these numbers go high. I don't know for those of you, our friends, members who are joining from different parts of the world, I don't know how your country, your place is doing, but Singapore is really fighting and is increasing for now, but we are positive and we want to continue to keep fighting. And as a church, I think we can fight through the weapon that we have, that God has given to us, and that is prayer. So may I again inconvenience you for about a minute that as a church, wherever you are, that we all spend this time to pray together. So can I just again inconvenience you to stand with me as a way of saying to God that we stand as one people wherever we may be. We may not join our hands, but we can join our hands in the spirit of oneness. So would you rise with me? And pray for the situation that is going on. Even for our neighbor here, the Sungai Tengah Lodge has been declared as an isolation ward. So let us pray as the Spirit leads you. I want to lead us to observe a minute of silence in prayer for COVID-19 situation. So would you join me in silence? Let us lift our hearts to God for this situation. Come. Dear Lord, we thank you because you hear our prayers in this time of silence as our hearts are lifted up to you. Thank you that you are the gracious God who hears. And so, Lord, the prayers that we have uttered to you in our hearts, would you hear them? Would you answer them, O God, in your mercy? And would you be merciful? And please, O God, Continue to sustain us by your grace 
in this time of trying. We lift up the situation into your loving hands for Singapore and also across the world that you, Lord, will continue to reign in this situation. Thank you for hearing our prayers. And right now, as we continue to worship you, are hearing what you have to say to us on this day where we observe Good Friday. Would you come and teach us, tutor our hearts towards you? Thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. CNN News reports saying Steve Kaminsky was rushed into an ambulance from his house. And the next statement that follows is a nightmare. This is a statement that makes you and the whole world fear COVID-19. And it reports like this. He never saw his family again. He never saw his family again because he was tested positive for COVID-19. A retired doctor in Italy volunteered himself to serve, to help out in the hospital because they were running out of doctors. And so he helped and he saw many people die because of COVID-19. So the news reporters asked him, how does he feel about the situation, being a veteran doctor? And he said that seeing people die is not an issue for me. Because for him, he has seen many people die over the years as a profession as a doctor. But what broke his heart was something else. Because he said, what broke my heart, he said, is seeing people die alone. Is <laughs> seeing them die alone without a loved one by their side. They, they cannot say goodbye to each other. They cannot give their last hug. They cannot give their last kiss. They cannot even touch. They cannot be by their side as they die. I think it's a terrible, it's not only a terrible way for your loved ones to die, but it's a terrible way to, lo to, to lose your loved ones, isn't it? Imagine knowing that you are dying and that you cannot see, cannot talk, cannot have your loved ones by your side. It's a terrible thing. Knowing that your loved one is dying and you know that you cannot see them, you cannot touch them, you cannot hug them, you cannot give your last words, you cannot bid farewell because you know, the thing is because you know they are dying and you cannot do that, you cannot be by their side. I think it's a terrible thing. I don't know about you, but I believe, like me, you have read, you have watched stories after stories of people who have experienced exactly that. 
their loved ones dying, people dying alone in isolation. See, coronavirus is really more serious than what many people thought. This virus is known to be the deadly virus. This virus is also known as the invisible enemy. Invisible enemy because uh, you cannot touch it. <laughs> you cannot uh, uh, see it. You cannot even feel it when it enters into your body. But when it does, it, it determines your destiny. When it gets hold of your body, when it gets hold of your lungs, it has the power to separate you from your loved ones from this world. This invisible enemy, it's a dangerous thing. It's a deadly virus because there is no vaccine yet. Coronavirus, come to think of it, is actually a good reminder of another virus, which is similar to or even more serious than COVID-19. Question, do you know what that virus is called? Yes. You are right. That virus is called <clears throat> sin. That virus is called sin. Sin like COVID-19. You cannot see it. You cannot touch sin. You cannot even feel it entering into your life. And when sin enters into your life and when sin takes control of you, it determines your destiny. Uh, not only in this world, but the world that is to come. <clears throat> this virus called sin has the power to separate you from God, from your loved ones, and from everyone for eternity. You see, COVID-19 <clears throat> has the power to take your life away from your loved ones from this world. But the sin called, the virus called sin has the power to take your soul away for eternity. It's that serious. But can I tell you that these are not the main reasons why the virus called sin is more serious and much worse than many thought. The main reason is found in the verse which I consider to be the greatest verse in the whole of scriptures. Because what this verse says is unthinkable. <clears throat> if you wrap around your head with this verse, if you give a deep thought to this verse that I'm going to share with you right now, you would know that it's, it's, it's out of this world kind of a concept because it's just unthinkable that it can happen this way. And this verse, I believe most of you have read, most of you have even memorized. It says like this. Christ 
had no sin, but God made him become sin. <laughs> In another translation, it says, He who knew no sin became sin for us. Christ had no sin, but God made him become sin for us. Do you know what this means? Think of it this way. Now, i like you to imagine with me for a while. <clears throat> we can think in this way. Imagine. It's like you are infected with COVID-19. And you are just waiting in the ICU to die all alone by yourself in that isolation. And all of a sudden, a doctor comes in with another man who is not infected, who is fit and fine. And this man lies down the bed next to you. And the doctor pulls a long pipe. One end puts into your mouth. You are about to die, remember that, because of the coronavirus. The other end of the pipe he puts into this man's mouth. And this man, with all the strength that he has, he sucks all the virus out of your body into his, through that pipe. That's, that's it. That's what it means. Of what we read just now, that Christ had no sin, but God made him become sin. He took away all the virus that is in your body. Every bit of virus. He sucked them out of your body. And he himself became infected. So that you can live that isolation. Free. Clean. That's what it means. <laughs> and my question is this. My friends. What would you say to a man, the one that I told you to imagine? <laughs> what would you say about that man who sucked all the virus out of you? Because that's what Jesus did. And the verse continued to say, so that Christ became sin for us, so that, purpose statement, so that in Christ, we could become right with God. Yes, right with God. Right with God. Why right with God? Because something went wrong. Something went wrong with us, with God. Sin destroyed our relationship with God. And sin brought death, a death that separates us from God and from our loved ones for eternity. That's what went wrong. Sin brought death to us, a death that separates us for eternity. And there is no hope, no turning back, no reversal of that situation because of this virus called sin. 
that tarnished our relationship with God. No turning back. No hope whatsoever. But, but at the cross, but at the cross, everything changed. At the cross, everything changed. Now, if you're not paying attention, I'd like you to pay attention right now. If not, pay even more close attention to what I'm about to say because it is powerful. It is at the cross where you come to understand and see that there is a way out of this virus called sin. That there is a vaccine for this virus, unlike COVID-19. There is an escape from the power of this virus called sin. My friends, it is at the cross where you come to understand and see that your sins, all your sins are forever forgiven. And I would add, Without, without any strings attached. You are forever clean. Not a single bit of sin. Just like the man I told you to imagine. He sucked all the virus out of you so that you can be clean, totally clean. If not, you cannot leave the isolation. You cannot walk out freely. You have to be clean thoroughly. That's the case. It is at the cross where you know that, where you see that, where you understand that likewise you are totally clean so that you are free to walk with hope. And we see that at the cross. At the cross, the work against sin is done and over. It is finished. It is complete. So you need not worry about sin in your life. You need not worry that God will condemn you because of sin. There is no condemnation when anyone is in Christ. It is at the cross, my friends, where you come to understand and see that God is not angry with you. Instead, He loves you. He is not angry with you. Why? Because nobody dies for nobody, for hate, for anger. But somebody can die for somebody, for love. So God is not mad at you because of your sin. But God is madly in love with you. That's why He died for you. He is for you. And that's what we see at the cross. That He is for us, not against us. <laughs> My friends, church, it is at the cross where you come to understand and see that the, this virus called sin is so serious and much worse than you thought. Because this is the only virus. 
This is the only virus, none other virus in the history of mankind that made God, the creator of universe, your creator, my creator, the almighty righteous God, the holy God. It is only this virus called sin that made this God come down on earth. For what? Definitely not to lead a group of scientists and doctors to come up with a vaccine against this virus called sin. Because God knew that there is no such vaccine that man can produce against sin. God knew that it is only through the blood. The blood of God himself. And not just a bit of blood, but every bit of blood from God himself. And that is why he gave up his life. He gave up his life to be arrested. He gave up his life to be wrongly accused. He gave up his life to be tortured and to be hung on the cross, naked, with that utter shame and with excruciating pain and died like a criminal. Died like a criminal? But what about his record? Clean. Totally clean. Totally innocent. Righteous. Holy. God himself. But he died like a criminal. Because he took your sin and he took my sin upon himself. He became sin for you. So here's my question to all of you who are Jesus followers like me. How have you been treating sin in your life? How? How serious have you been about sin? Have you been taking lightly about this virus called sin that made the Creator God come down on earth to you and for you? Here's my question that I like you to seriously consider What can you change? What can you change? about you as a result of what has changed at the cross? What can you change about you as a result of what has been changed at the cross? Because is that the cross? that you and I have to come face to face as a Jesus follower. And this is a question that you and I, as a follower of Jesus, we have to ask and we have to answer. But hey, if you are watching this and you are not a Jesus follower, that uh, we have invited you, to join us in this Good Friday service 
I'm glad that you are joining us because I have a word of encouragement. I have a message for you as well. And this is my message. Jesus is not your enemy. Jesus is not your enemy. Jesus is not our enemy. He is not against you. He is not against us. He is not our enemy. How can he be? When the reason why he voluntarily gave up his life is because of you, is because of me. You see, Jesus didn't just die for Christians. There is no such thing. But Jesus died for the whole world. And that's why he's famously quoted that passage from the scriptures. God so loved the world that he gave his, what? Only son. God so loved the world. It's because of his love for everyone that God the Father gave his son Jesus Christ to come and die for you and for me. So he's not against you. He's not against us. He cannot be. Because he died for us. He died for you. So he is for you. He is for us. So my encouragement to you would be this. Why don't you give a deeper thought to that? Why, why not? Why not give a, a deeper thought to what Jesus did on the cross. Because like I said, what he did up on the cross, he did it for you as well. So I hope that you would consider giving a deeper thought of what Jesus did on the cross and how that applies to your life and how that can even change your life. Please do. Please do because Jesus is not our enemy. The question is, Jesus, if Jesus is not our enemy, the question is, who is then? Sin is. Sin is our enemy. And that is why, that is why Jesus became sin for you. That is why Jesus became sin for you and for me. That is the message of Good Friday. This, my friends, church, this is why Good Friday is good.